0: We're fighting with our own inner self to break free to that freedom of our soul. I struggle to break free, but I did. I learned from those special dark nights of the soul that holding on to limiting beliefs, perceptions, and fears separate me from my power, my truth, and my purpose. Welcome to the Ignite Your Sacred Light podcast. I am your host, Sally Page, inviting you to explore the deep inner truth of your heart and soul that reveals your sacred light. Aligning with your inner truth will provide the illumination to reach far beyond your perceived fears and limitations into the higher consciousness where your inner potential emerges. Your personal evolution can lead you to a life of inspiration, love, and joy. Join me on this sacred inner journey of self-discovery. I have a question for you. Have you ever been through the dark night of the soul? Have you ever wondered if you were experiencing a dark night of the soul, it can look like many things to many people. So I thought it would be valuable to talk about it and share some of my experiences because there's not just one way to experience this. There's so many ways it can look and feel. And I want you to know if you're going through something very challenging or if you've gone through something in the past that you don't understand, that a dark night of the soul is simply a time of opening up a new context of your life. It's a sign that you're growing and expanding. And the more you embrace it and allow it to be what it needs to be, the better you will navigate this. And it's not always easy. So sometimes the dark night of the soul can seem overwhelming. So I invite you to listen when you're ready for this. And if you're not ready to listen to it, that's okay. When it's your time to experience something and you, you're like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And then you change to, wow, I don't know what's going on with me. I think I'm going to listen to this and see if I can understand. So I'm going to talk about three different types of dark nights of the soul. And I'm just sharing these different situations. So you have a sample that it's different. And it's it's an experience of growth that you need at that moment. And it's a letting go of something that you may think or believe or connect with that is not moving you forward. So the first one I'm going to talk about is a time when I knew something was very wrong with this situation and yet I felt powerless to make meaningful change. The second one I'm going to talk about is a time when I was in a deep place where part of my soul was emerging with a new chapter of my life and I knew it didn't fit into my existing life situation and I had some very difficult situations to address and challenging choices to make. The third one is where the whole sense of my reality changed. It had to shock me. It had to give me a wall to run into so that I could see there was a wall there in my consciousness. And that was life-changing. So I hope you'll listen. If this sounds like it's something that inspires you, I hope it will help you through any experiences that you may be experiencing now or in the future. The first one was when my father was dying. My father had been in kidney failure most of my life, and I was in college, and he had had the kidney failure, which caused heart failure, which was causing his lungs to fill with fluid. When the lungs are filling with fluid, it's not good, and, you know, the person's life expectancy is limited. So we were in that place with my father, and the nurses were telling me that he gets really wild at night, and his, you know, he just sort of loses it. And because he was very bad, I was sitting near his bedside doing my homework, and he was talking to me and, and uh, he started saying things that really sounded crazy. Is like things like they're trying to brainwash me here. I went into the bathroom and there's this, this different language encoded on the mirror and they're trying to, to brainwash me and they're trying to make me something I'm not. And I think there's something evil going on here and there's something that's really scaring me and I don't want to be here. And I, tried to calm him down and speak to him rationally. And I didn't know how to do better than I was doing at the time. I would have a different approach now, but I was young, young and in college and didn't have the experience. So I just kept trying to bring him back to reality and reason with him. Now he couldn't really get up and move around. He had an IV and he had a urinary catheter attached which is where they have a balloon that inflates inside the penis so it won't fall out. I know that's a detail, but it's important for the story. So as the night went on, he got wilder and wilder. And then he started saying, I don't think I can trust you. I think I have to get away from you. And I'm like, dad, it's me. I'm your daughter. I love you. I'm here. I'm here for you. And it got worse and worse. And pretty soon he started screaming, you're trying to kill me, get out of here. And I'm like, and he was pulling on his catheter, trying to get out of bed. And he literally, literally ripped it out. And I took off out of the room. I ran down to the nurse's station and I told the nurses, I go, he just tore out his catheter. He thinks I'm trying to kill him. And I I can't help him, and I don't want to go back in there because I don't want to make it worse. And the, they were very kind. They said, We've got this. A nurse went down to work with him, and I didn't even go back in to get my things that night. It was really, really bad. So that was a dark night of the soul to think that the father I loved was afraid of me and thought I was trying to kill him. And I've never seen so much terror so much fear in his eyes for him that was his reality so what was going on is his kidneys were failing the medication he was taking was not really clearing his system because the the dialysis wasn't working well anymore so these toxins were backing up inside of him and especially at night People just find it harder to cope, especially when they're in a hospital and they're in a strange environment and the normal home and family support isn't around them. So I thought my presence would calm him that night, but in fact, it turned out to be a bit of a disaster. So for me, I recognized that he was in that for himself, but it was chemically induced. For me, it was emotionally induced to go through that feeling of, I can't go in and even see him because he's afraid I'm going to kill him. And that was really hard. I sat alone in the hospital waiting for a ride that night. I was there for several more hours. I just stayed in the, the waiting room and did my, tried to do my homework. It was really hard. So that is one example of a really difficult experience going deep inside of you and giving you emotions that you can't process. It was not a situation I could fix. He had the help that he could get and he didn't have a good outlook for his future. It wasn't very much longer until he passed away. He I came in from work one day. I I got a job as an engineer and I came in from work during lunch just to check on him because he was in the intensive care ward at that point. I knew he wasn't doing well. And I walked in to the elevator and his doctor was there and I go, how is he doing? And he shook his head and he said, the dialysis isn't working. And I walked into the room and there were nurses trying to get the dialysis to work with him. And they shook their head and they go, it's not working. And the other thing that his doctor said is his lungs are full again. And it had only been a few days since they drained the lungs. They actually put a needle in the lungs and pull out the fluid. They go in between the ribs. It's very painful. And I knew that if his lungs were filling up in the matter of a day or two, that he didn't have long. So I went back to the office. I called my family and they came for the weekend and he passed that Sunday night. So that's one. Let's look at the other kind. So here I am. I went through, and this is on the first episode. If you haven't heard it, you might want to listen to it first. So here I am, two near-death experiences, Metal poisoning that took me away from a career that I loved, worked hard to get my degree, and my body stopped me. And then a couple years down the road, bacterial meningitis, two near-death experiences. Is that a clue or what? Oh my goodness. I was like, okay, I better pay attention to what's going on here that I haven't really examined before. Because two near-death experiences is certainly trying to tell me something. And I apparently didn't get it or listen well the first time. So time to make changes. So what I did is I went through a lot of inner work. And at that time, I was starting to really go deep into learning alternative methods of healing. And I started to look at what part of me was I trying to put into a mold that was no longer me. And when I had my engineering career, I thought I would never, ever leave. I loved it. I had fun things to do. But part of it was spending long hours in a lab alone. I had always worked in build situations or in situations of innovation where there were long hours involved. And I was getting to the place where I was missing that human contact. And after my uh, metal poisoning experience, I was very disenchanted with Western medicine because I felt like it's just not doing what I, I expect it to do. And there's got to be a better way. I know there's a better way. And for me to, to get to the point where I was, I knew there was a better way. So what to do? Because here I was wanting to move forward with my life. And yet, what do I do? My husband was very much against me changing careers and pursuing a degree in alternative medicine, which I wanted to do. So we had many, many discussions. He's like, you spent all that money to go to school. You've, you've got a degree. You've got experience. You've worked in great places. You've got great experience. Why would you throw that away to go do some crazy alternative thing? It made no sense to him. I get it. I, I get it because it was hard for me to really grasp what was going on inside of me completely because I wasn't used to dealing with things that way. It required that I really go inside at a deeper level and start to get in touch with what my heart and soul were calling for. And at that time I was still pretty cut off from my heart. That's just from my, the way I grew up, people weren't running around in my family listening to their hearts So I was doing what I could to understand myself at a deeper level. And when I would think about helping people heal in alternative ways, found solution to those who had fallen through the cracks or who had heard those words, just live with it and yet didn't have to, that stirred something deep within me. And I'm like, I know how to solve problems. I know there's more here. And I've been studying so many people, so many situations where there's exceptions to all these rules of limitation that Western medicine has, where people heal when they're not even supposed to live and not only heal, but fully recover. And at that point I had had my son, I was in good health and I'm like, I really need to understand this. So I started really asking myself the deep inner questions. What am I really here for? Who am I? Who am I really meant to be? Am I really meant to be someone who sits in a computer lab and spends my life alone? Or am I really meant to be someone who helps people, who connects with people, and who makes a difference? And as I sat with this, there was only one of those options that inspired me. And it wasn't the engineering one. Amazing, amazingly enough. Oh my goodness. So life takes you where you don't expect to go. There is a bigger picture of you running your life than just the plan that's in your head. It's a journey of the soul. It's a journey of possibilities of what you can grow into, what you can become. How can you be the very best version of who you are? And it's never by staying the same. And it's never by walking away from a challenge. And it's never about not facing the fears. It's about knowing, which I didn't know at the time, but I definitely learned when you have a difficult situation, ignoring it doesn't make it better. You've got to face it, you have to feel it, and you. Have to allow those feelings to give you clues to move forward, so that you're not like uh, stuck in something that doesn't feel right to you and trying to fit in the pigeonhole. And so much of our world does that. School does this to our children. Another story for another episode. Um, but that's where I was. I was having this inner struggle, trying to fit in, trying to have. Uh, you know, do the responsible thing for my family, my husband, my son, and myself. And yes, I really did recognize that I had this engineering background. And I realized what I was walking away from. But I also realized that to be happy, and to thrive, and to really connect with people, I had to make a change. So I went out and made commitments, even though my husband was not happy about it. And I signed up to go to Palmer Chiropractic School and Hahnemann homeopathic training. And I started to take the undergraduate courses to fill in what I didn't have from my engineering and physics background, which were things like biology, physiology, Psychology and organic chemistry. Those were the four classes. So I dove in, started taking classes as fast as I could. And that was my route. But then I had my son. And how do I follow through with that? So, part of the story, you've got to listen to the change that is bringing you joy, that is feeling good to you inside. That speaks to your heart and soul and allows you to blossom into what you think you can become. And as you take every step forward, you get closer and closer to the possibilities of you. And you are meant to be possibilities. You are not meant to stay here in this life and stagnate. Life is. Growth. So that was number two. Let's go to number three. Number three is a whole nother story. So as I dove in to taking classes, I was taking classes in the body talk system, which requires mental, emotional consciousness and spiritual change at deep and profound levels. You literally change who you are which is exactly what I needed to do. So that's not always easy. You think you know how it's going to be when you make a life change. Not always, not always. Sometimes the journey is surprising. So I have to say that conscious growth and healing transform every level of life. And I needed that. I needed that to become who I am. And to get there, I had to experience a shift in realities. And that was not fun. It was at a really tough time in my life. My mother had just passed away. And I'd been back to the Midwest to see her, like, within a matter of days before she passed. And my, my son was having a really tough time with it. He was feeling very sensitive about all the energies shifting around me, around her, around uh, death in the family. And he was having a very tough time. Me, I had a shift of reality. I started to see black spots in front of my eyes. So I called up my friends that did healing work and I'm like, what is going on with me? And then my husband left town. I was in this house all alone at night with a little boy who was asleep and the draperies would open and close by themselves. The coffee pot would go on and off by itself. My son's toys would go on and off by themselves. The, the battery operated ones. It was like there was a ghost in the house, but I'm not a ghost believing person. And I, I was brought up in a, a faith where they talked about the devil a lot and like, this is really freaking me out. And I wasn't ready to buy into it, but I also wasn't really knowing what was going on. I was just sort of freaking out by this. So my friends came over and I told them all the things that were going on and how I was very stressed, very upset and how it was impacting my son. And they sat with me and listened to everything I said. And these two dear people, I'll never forget this because it was profound for me. They just sat there and said, well, you know, you're seeing things in a different way. You're seeing things change from the energy that's out of balance. We are much more than our physical bodies. And when our energies are just going wild, that impacts electronics. It impacts things around us. And That's just showing you the possibilities of what you are as a multidimensional being beyond the physical body. And I had this concept. I understood mentally, but breaking through that conscious barrier of what reality was, I had to go through that. And it was not fun. Uh, So they sat there and they said, this is what you do you just decide that you're okay when you're when you see the black spots or when something goes off and you know just observe it. okay that's happening i'm okay not a big deal so i adopted this and in a matter of a day or two it it immediately started to diminish and i got through it and i'm like wow i it, my whole sense of reality And what's possible shifted. And this is not a story I tell people, but I think if it helps people, I need to speak about it. To change your reality, you have to change your perceptions. You have to change your beliefs. You have to expand your consciousness and expand your perception of possibilities. So when I got my mind, my consciousness, my energy to calm down. Everything calmed down. What a journey! It wasn't fun at all. I am so grateful to my dear friends, Joni and Ian. And uh, you know, we don't, we can't get through these times alone. Always, sometimes we need help from our friends. Sometimes we need help from a professional. Sometimes we need more than just our perception to know what to do. And I think that's always the case when you meet a challenge. If you don't know how to get through a challenge, get help, call on a friend, call on an expert. If you're getting help from a friend, make sure it's really help, and not just someone who will bring in toxicity or put you down or bring limitations into your life. That is a huge piece of change because you need to reach out to someone who can actually lift you up and make the situation better. So, as I said, conscious growth and healing transformed every part of my life. It transformed my very perception of reality, possibilities, and the way I perceive my own energy, the way I perceive the energy of others. We are not just here as a physical 3D being. We are here as a multidimensional being of light. We have a soul, and that soul has a purpose for us. And until we listen to that inner truth of our heart and soul, we're missing it. We're struggling. We're fighting with our own inner self to break free to that freedom of our soul. I struggle to break free, but I did. I learned from those special dark nights of the soul that holding on to limiting beliefs, perceptions, and fears separate me from my power, my truth, and my purpose. I just want you to feel that. For me, that was profound. My perception of reality had to break down within me so that I could expand and grow and get past these narrow limitations in my perception, my consciousness, my belief systems to access the quantum light field of possibilities. That's where the magic begins. When you align with your heart and soul, that truth of why you are here that inspiration that you're given. Whoa, so precious to your heart to just open your heart to who and what you really are. Love yourself for whatever is going on inside of you and whatever you're going through to get to your next step. Love yourself. Value yourself. Respect your process that if you follow your heart, soul, and joy, you will go to the next step that is most important for your path of growth. Profound healing ignites the sacred light of your soul purpose and it ignites the flame of passion in your heart. And I'm here to ignite that flame of passion within you because you have a meaningful purpose. Your soul is here for a reason, and it matters. And I want you to know that you matter. What your soul is calling for you to do is important, it's valuable, and it's worth your attention, and it's worth your effort to support it and develop it. It is your time to shine. And I hope that sharing this weird journey of mine has helped to ignite that powerful flame of spirit within you that allows you to get through the moments of challenge, the moments of expansion, and get through to the other side of a greater awareness of your sacred light. Thank you. This is Sally Page here to give you my personal thanks for listening to the Ignite Your Sacred Light podcast. I am so grateful that you chose to spend your time with me. Would you like to find out more about igniting your sacred light or how to connect with the sacred light community? Go to igniteyoursacredlight.com to find out more about my free light language activation that will raise your vibration and ignite powerful shift in consciousness. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and share it with your friends. Until next time, may the brilliance of your sacred light ignite in magical ways.